and thank you for tuning in to our very first Proverbs 910 Ministry podcast. We're your hosts and co-founders of Proverbs 910 Ministries, Chris Paxson and Rose Spillett. We probably should start our first podcast, Chris, with telling everyone a little about ourselves. Who are we? Why should anybody tune in and listen to us? I agree. So why don't you go ahead and start? About three and a half years ago, Chris and I, we had been teaching Bible studies for over 15 years at that point. And we started noticing we were both in a Bible study we weren't happy with. And we started noticing there's a lot of garbage out there being taught in the name of women's Bible studies and I'm sure men's Bible studies. And you know what? We got angry and we got sad. Yeah, I think women have for a long time been dumbed down by Bible studies. And I think the men's Bible studies, at least from the names of them, are seeming to start to be the same way. Well, then what? We felt the Holy Spirit prompting us to dig deeper ourselves so that we could teach the truth of God's Word to others better. We enrolled in Gordon Conwell's Theological Seminary's Dimension of the Faith program. We both graduated from that. And then we began to write some of our own Bible studies. Yeah, and we had a passion for it and loved doing it. To date, we have eight comprehensive in-depth studies, two of which we're getting turned into books so far. Thanks to Ambassador Publishing. Yes, thank you, Ambassador. Our first one, No Half-Truths Allowed, Understanding the Complete Gospel Message, is due out in early 2020, and we are excited about that. And then our second one The Bible in Six. Yep, where we did an overview of each of the 66 books of the Bible. We thought everybody would kind of like a little overview and summary and the big points of each book kind of make it less intimidating to start reading your Bible. That's due out later in 2020. Yeah, knowing there's always more to learn, we do continue our education. Uh, We take online courses at Reformed Theological Seminary and from Biblical Training in their Institute program. Yeah, and gosh, it's been two years now since we felt God calling (laughs) us to branch out more than just teaching weekly Bible study classes, and we created Proverbs 910 Ministries. Well, naming our ministry after a Bible verse seemed completely appropriate, since our mission is to bring women to a deeper understanding of God's Word. We ended up with Proverbs 910. It seemed like the perfect verse that explained the mission, which is, uh, the verse is, Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So, Rose, we come from pretty different backgrounds, and I think maybe for this first podcast, it would be great to tell our listeners a little bit about our testimonies and our backgrounds and and where we came from. So, you want to start? Yeah, we do come from different backgrounds, although we've kind of morphed into the same person. We have (laughs) into the same Um, person. Yeah. I was raised Catholic. We were just culturally Catholic. It wasn't really Catholic. We went to church on Sunday. We were required to make our first communion, go to catechism and stuff. And we were expected to get married in the Catholic church, but that was really about it. There was absolutely no Christian or even Catholic instruction in our home. I even remember one time we were at the dinner table and my dad was calling the Bible a bunch of fairy tales. Wow. Yeah. What's that show that's about the fairy tales? We both... We, once upon a yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, once upon a time, yeah. He would have thought that's about Bible, where, once that's upon where time. it belonged. He died when I was 14. It was sudden. He had a massive heart attack. And it was pretty devastating to all of us. So, of course, my mother reaches out to the priest. And since my mother and father's marriage was both their second marriages, the priest wouldn't come to our house, wouldn't talk to my mother, wouldn't talk to any of us. And I found out later that because they had been divorced, they were forbidden from taking communion and they were not allowed to be members of the church, which would explain why they never came to church with us. We had a bus at the time and they would put us on the bus and send us to church. Wow. They even considered, the Catholic church that is, considered my brothers and I illegitimate because our parents had been divorced. So, you know, that kind of stuff when a 14-year-old really starts to work in your head. And as a teenager, I was angry. I, I walked around with a lot of anger and it was directed at God. I acted out. I was drinking a lot. There'd be times before school, I'd drink. I'd go to school, 6.30 in the morning, drunk. Smoked pot, 
And you still got straight A's. I don't know how you straight did that, A's. but somehow still you got did. Straight A's. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea. Oh, I do know how that happened. Because one of my favorite things to do is to look back on a whole bunch of seemingly ordinary events and see how God used them to make something extraordinary happen. And there's no doubt he did that in my life. Like you said, even despite the fact that I was partying, I was drunk in school sometimes, when I showed up, I still got straight A's. Although I never told anyone because I didn't think it was cool to get straight A's. So <laughs> It is important to be cool. Yeah. At graduation, everyone was shocked I got all these awards because they're like, we had no idea you were smart. Well, because <laughs> I got good grades and the fact that my family was poor, I got just about a full scholarship to Villanova University, which for you guys that aren't from around here, it's an Ivy League school, very prestigious. It's Catholic University. All the all the basketball fans will all, know that's who right. is. Yeah. All you NCAA mm-hmm. basketball fans will know Villanova. Matter of fact, when I was a freshman, that was the year they won the NCAA. But theology was a requirement. It was a class that was taught by a priest. And in this class, here the priest is trying to teach me Catholic theology, but what he actually taught me was everything I'd been angry at God for wasn't God. It was the church. And he made no bones about it. This is what the church thinks. This is what the church thinks. And I realized that maybe it wasn't God I should be angry with. And I started rethinking a lot of stuff that I believed. I met my husband, Ed, who was a Christian. He was Baptist. He brought me to his Baptist church and the Sunday school. And I remember ridiculing him as an adult that he's going to Sunday school. I'm like, you stop Sunday school <laughs> when you're eight years old. Because that's what now Catholic you love Sunday school. Now you? I love Sunday school. Mm. But I was 22 and I had the biblical knowledge and theology of a four-year-old. I was really antagonistic at first. It was an older lady, so sweet, that taught the class. And I argued about everything. And anyone who knows anything about the Catholic religion, it is drummed in your head that if you're not Catholic, you're going to hell. So even though I didn't agree with things in the Catholic religion, there was still that part of me that didn't want to let go. Just in case, just in case they were right. But one day, I remember sitting there. I don't remember the date, but I remember a light went off and I realized what I was being told was truth. It was just like, this is true. This is all true what she's saying. I know now. Did you tell her that? I did eventually. A few years later, I told her how instrumental she was and how patient and I how much I appreciated it. But I realize now that was the Holy Spirit who had regenerated my heart and was opening my mind and my eyes to the truth. After that, I was like a sponge. I wanted to know everything. I wanted to learn everything about the Bible and about God. And here we are over 30 years later, and that hunger hasn't diminished. And it's grown to a passion to want to teach others the truth. Because I don't want anyone to be in darkness like I was and not know the truth. Back in 1996, we switched over to a PCA church, and it was there that I was introduced to Reformed theology, which if you're not familiar with that, we are going to talk about that later. But Reformed theology, I balked at, I fought it at first, but again, the Holy Spirit opened it up to me. I saw in scripture where it plainly says over and over and over, God is sovereign over everything. There was absolutely no denying it. And I got to tell you, Chris, other than knowing what Jesus has done for me, The truth that God is sovereign over everything has truly transformed my life. It is the one life-transforming truth that Christians need to come to understanding. It changes how you look at everything. everything. How you live, how you Mm -hmm. look at things, how you look at everything. And we've had so many people tell us that. Absolutely. Um, And we are going to go into that more in the coming weeks. But that's enough of me. Chris, why don't you talk for a while and tell everyone a little bit about your background. Well, you're right, Rose. Our stories are different. 
but we both ended up where we are now. And thankfully that one day you walked into our PCA church when you moved down in this area. And I am thankful. I saw you and I went and introduced myself and I'm so glad I did. But anyway, we're both where we are now. So I guess the place for me to start about my story is uh, to begin to say that I grew up going to a Presbyterian USA church that my mother's family always attended. And where I sat as a child in the pew with my grandmother. And she always had candy and gum. It was usually Hershey's Kisses and chiclets. Do you remember chiclets? I do. That I should have tried square. that with my kids. I just used they, they threatening still, and... They still make them. Well, now she, <laughs> and she, pinching. She, she always had plenty of it, and we were good Presbyterians because we always sat towards the back. Um, I don't know what happened. My mother changed pews a while back, and she's up closer to the front, but whatever. Anyway, we used to sit in the, near the back. But uh, while I guess I was taking in biblical truth during those Sunday school times and in church, as I grew older, I didn't have a great interest in going, especially when I reached my teenage years. But my parents made me go. And one of the first things I remember when it comes to the Bible from my childhood is that in fifth grade, my Sunday school teacher made mention of the fact that the Bible is a book that can be read like any other book. And for some reason, that just stuck in my mind or stood out to me. And I, I went home and I tried to read it. Hmm. Now, when I say I, I tried to read it, and I know the words aren't any different, This is what I was trying to read. I was trying to read from our huge King James Version family Bible that was on our living room, you know, coffee table, (laughs) like that big, huge book. So as you can imagine, with the older language and being in fifth grade, even though I was a great reader, I really was, I was not grasping much of anything. So I quickly gave up. I, I still struggle with King James sometimes in the way it's worded. Yeah. Um, Although plus, there is there is the word smite in it. I'm a little bigger now, so at least it would be easier to hold that big Bible. Uh, but yeah, true. you're right. So as I went through my teenage years, I still attended Sunday school and church, although reluctantly. I went through communicants class during that time, and I joined the church. I was certainly not living a Christian lifestyle in any way, shape, or form. And for many years, many, many years, I had a one-sided relationship with God. I knew where to run when I needed help. I always believed that Jesus died on the cross. I wasn't putting any understanding with that really, but I had this one-sided relationship with God and I knew where to run when I needed help or when I was in trouble. And I would pray for help, but like I said, it was a very one-sided relationship because as soon as things got better, I really had no time for God. So Jesus was Savior, but not Lord of your life. Yeah, exactly. And I really didn't think of myself as a sinner and all that and needing it. But anyway, Mm. we'll talk about more of that kind of thing later, but yeah, that's where I was. So I wasn't praying on a regular basis. I just was running to God when I needed help. Although I was reluctant to go to church and Sunday school as a teenager, though, I was interested in some things that had to do with the Bible. And one of those things that stuck out to me was I remember my cousin's church showing those old end time set of movies from like the 70s or early 80s. They were kind of like the Left Behind series of today. Hmm. I didn't know there was an older you know, version of like this. It had you know pictures of locusts coming down and getting people and all kinds of crazy stuff and people's heads being chopped off on guillotines and all that kind of thing. It's, I was oh. really interested when I went to see these. <laughs> and it was, I think it was a trilogy. But anyway, I don't agree with the theology of any of those. But as a teen, they were really interesting. Yeah, I guess they would be. And I have to say that in some way, although I didn't have any real desire to go to church in Sunday school, Whenever I was in a church setting or with church people, I just felt comfortable, almost Hmm. like a kinship. I can't explain it. But eventually I met my husband, John, and we attended church with his parents, which was another Presbyterian USA church not far from where we lived. While we were there, the Lord started to change some things in my life. And one of those things was my father-in-law was teaching this Sunday school class, so I wanted to go. And he started teaching on Timothy and Titus. So this is probably one of the first real times I delved into a Bible study, and I thought it was really interesting. The interesting part for me, though, of the whole story is I was an elder in the church. Wow. I was young and I had no business being an elder in the church. (laughs) 
for more than the reasons we're going to talk about. But anyway, I was an elder in the church and I'm studying Timothy and Titus with my father-in-law. And as we went through the study, the Lord started convicting me that a woman shouldn't be an elder in the church. And that was a huge change for me. And it absolutely had to be the Holy Spirit working in my life because I was staunchly feminist in my attitudes and beliefs. I was staunchly feminist. Another thing that happened while we were at church was we had an ecumenical service uh, where they bring... What's that? That's for when people they, who don't know? No. They bring pastors in from other churches. They're all Christian churches. They're not from different religions, but they bring different pastors in. They have like a combined service and they all do different parts of it. So I heard a pastor that night who wasn't ours preach a sermon and I remember thinking to myself this is what is supposed to be happening every Sunday I'm learning something about the Bible and Hmm. it's just struck me it was like a light bulb going off and it wasn't long after that that our whole family left the Presbyterian USA denomination and started going to a local PCA church which is the Presbyterian Church in America same denomination you ended up in And we started driving about a half an hour away once or twice a week to hear some bigger name speakers who were preaching at a Bible retreat center down on the bay. Who were were some? You remember uh, any of them? Some of them. Tony Evans was one that we liked. Tony Campolo uh, was another one we would hear. Pretty pretty charismatic guys. Yeah, and and we don't line up. Necessarily sound theologically. Yeah, we don't line up doctrinally or theologically, really. Anyway, so we would go hear them and some other people. And, you know... In general, because we didn't know a whole lot yet ourselves, the teaching was, you know, pretty good. And I found myself getting more and more interested in the Bible and learning the Bible. And being members of the PCA denomination opened up a whole new path of learning the Bible because all of the pastors in the denomination are extremely well-trained and they're able to teach in an expository fashion, which makes learning the Bible better and is much more interesting because you're learning what's happening in the Bible as you go through it. So on one Sunday, pretty early on in our membership, the pastor challenged everyone to read their whole Bible through the next year from start to finish. So my husband did that year. And of course he did. Of course he did. And guess you who should. didn't? I should have known better, right? You should know John, Chris's husband, is an overachiever. And if someone challenges him, he's not going to let the challenge go. Absolutely. And I'm glad he didn't in this case. But So at the end of the year, when the pastor asked if anyone had done it, my husband raised his hand that he had, that he had read the whole way through. And he has his own story about that because it was kind of funny. But I got an overwhelming feeling when the pastor looked over at us that maybe I should start too. And my good friend Lisa was sitting beside me and she nudged me and she leaned over and she said, I think he's looking at you and I really think you should do it next year, which was kind of funny at the time. But guess what? On January 1st, I started the same chronological reading plan that John had done the first year. And we both continued to read chronologically through the whole Bible in a year. And I would recommend it to anybody. But if you, if you want to get Chris to do something, just make it a competition. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I like to win. Anyway, and I, I don't, certainly don't like to lose. But uh, we've been in the PCA denomination for a long time because of their theology and doctrine and some other things. Uh, one of one of which is the way they stress the importance of knowing the Bible. Yeah, when you they agree do that. that. Um, Absolutely. So we stayed in the denomination for 26 years, and we did a short stint recently, Rose and I did, and our families did, and some other people did, in a non-denominational church, which is basically what led Rose and I to starting Proverbs 9.10. And I'm not bashing any non-denominational churches out there. I'm just saying that that's what happened to us, and the Lord just used it, and this is what we're doing. So I can't say that I've had an actual conversion date like a lot of people do, I just look back and I see the Lord working throughout my life in different ways. And I've just given you some of the points that really stick out to me when I think back over my life. 
but the Bible just kept getting more and more important and more and more interesting. And so did things like listening to sermons from good pastors while I cook or while I take a walk or drive somewhere. It just started becoming the thing I wanted to do even more than listening to music a lot of times. So I guess I would say that learning started becoming more important. And everybody's story, story is different, but that's mine. Yeah. So that's, that's our stories. We figured we'd tell you a little bit about ourselves. Hopefully in the future weeks, we're going to have some other people who might give a snippet of their stories too. And we're going to talk about where testimonies fit in to sharing the gospel and leading into the gospel and where that all should fit together. But I will say everyone's story, no matter what the content is, should always begin and end with the sovereign work of God in our lives. Because that's where it begins, that's where it continues, and that's where it'll end. Like I said, we'll touch on this in some future episodes. To uh, repeat our theme verse, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. If you desire to learn and understand more about God the Father, Jesus our Savior and Lord, and the Holy Spirit our Counselor, and you desire to dig deep into the Bible, we invite you to subscribe to our podcast and join us each week. Yeah, we also invite you to check out our website, Proverbs910Ministries.com, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to see our blogs, articles, and our information on our speaking engagements and our books. Feel free to message us or comment with any questions or feedback. We're always thrilled to hear from our listeners. We love to hear from our listeners. Thanks for tuning in, and have a blessed day.